Okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. Say again, please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. Hi, I'm Andrew Wallace, and welcome to the We've Got a Problem podcast, where each week we explore inspiring stories of struggle, success, and solutions to prevalent problems and how our guests have turned a problem into an opportunity. Today, I'm joined by Dan Cumberland, serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple software as a service products, including VideoSnap, which helps people like me repurpose long-form content into social-ready video in minutes. And for the past six years, he's been leading the Meaning Movement, a community of people pursuing deeper meaning in their work. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just really excited to connect with you and and uh, and, and just hang out for a bit. Yeah, it's just, this, should, this should be awesome. So, I mean, I always... We, we talked a little bit before we, we got started recording here, but I'm always fascinated by figuring out how people did what they're doing, how they've gotten where they are, how they've made something into career, how they've yeah. just, how, how they've done it. And, and as, as I said earlier, why I'm not doing it and, and how we can, how we can be better at it and, and, yes. and have some more fun. So give us a little bit of background. How did you get your start? What brought you to this lowly stage? All these yes. things. Tell yes. me more. Well, well, first, I mean, um, you are doing it as you'll, I mean, in my, in my opinion, we, we make it up as we go. And that's, that's the real, the real secret sauce. But for me, um, how far, how far back do I go? I started the meaning movement uh, after grad school, went to grad school with this question of, well, really, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life was in a bit of an existential um, dilemma of sorts and didn't know where to, where to go. I was like, well, I'll just follow that question and see where it takes me. So I studied theology, psychology, and culture, um, kind of a Venn diagram of a okay. multidisciplinary degree. Um, and came out of that, like in that program, really felt, uh, I don't know, discovered that I, I'm just at my best or maybe feel most in my skin when I'm when I have lots of projects going on when I, and when I'm starting things. And, and so what if I just lean into that and see where that takes me took what I'd been learning in school and built a process around that started seeing clients around, you know, it's kind of like career counseling. Um, sure. Uh, and that was kind of the, the start, but I then quickly realized like I, one, I want to scale faster and, and wider than just working one-on-one with people. So I wanted to create mm-hmm. resources and courses and content. Um, so needed to be a website, needed to have a blog, eventually a podcast. Um, but then secondly, I have no idea how to grow something like that. So I started educating myself <laughs> and looking for learning how to run a business, which right. put me in contact with um, some folks who um, were doing SEO at the time. They pivoted into a private equity firm. They brought me on as a to run one of their assets. They bought a um, video a video platform and asked me to run it for a few years. So I jumped into the deep end of software. Um, and was kind of doing that in parallel with the meaning movement that spun off into uh, some other opportunities, which eventually got me launching some software at the same time as building the meaning movement on the side. And that's kind of these two parallel, I guess, streams in my, in my right. life of the software world. And then I have, have uh, the meaning, the meaning and purpose, um, fulfillment world, um, Really, you know, just to fast forward, I guess a little bit. Uh, eventually, got to the point where I, I kind of want to bring these worlds together, and brought uh, saw a big opportunity around where the internet is going around short form video, mm-hmm. and a problem that I have, which is to get my long form content into a package that people would would consume yes. more readily, which is short form. Yes. Video. So started the um, video snap, um, this tool to repurpose long form speech based content into, I like to say, viral ready videos 
Um, so now doing that through that again, like you take the step and then the opportunity, you don't know what's on the other side of the door. You open that door and there's all kinds of other doors that you sure. never could, you never could have imagined building that in partnership with a team at 923.co. They're a venture studio, meaning they launch web and mobile apps or they build web and mobile apps and help um, founders launch them like in, in partnership. Um, so partnered with them on this product and that just led to a great, uh, great relationship. And um, recently, just about a couple months ago now, joined their team as a product strategist. So I get to do you know what I'm doing with VideoSnap, um, but with other people now. So I'm helping people think through business plans, um, you know, business models, product, uh, and look for opportunity, make sure they're building the right thing. So that's kind of the the again, I guess going back to the Venn diagram. I've got VideoSnap, I've got the meaning movement, and I've got building product with uh, amazing um, creative founders with nine two three, and that's what well, I do. See- that's that's awesome, right? I mean, you've you've been able to create something that that's not a job description that, yes. that doesn't fit <laughs> cleanly into one box. And no. everybody gets into this idea that I'm just going to go on Indeed.com, and I'm talking outside of entrepreneurship here, right? Yes, obviously, yes. but everybody, I'm going to go on Indeed.com or one of those websites and find a job that fits me and, and that fits my skill set. And oh, yeah. it doesn't exist, does yes. not exist does when not you're, exist. when, 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 yes. when you're in this and you've created something that's purpose built for you, that wouldn't be right for anybody else, but yeah. certainly works for you. Yes. yes. And, and, and that's exciting and, and fulfilling and fun. And that's now part of the question is how can the rest of us, how can we do it? L- how can we do it? Yes. Well, How do we do it? First, I just have to say it's not as clean as and tidy as it as it sounds. Like my my world is a my world. Is, I mean, some some days it feels like right. it feels like my world is a mess. I wouldn't put it put wouldn't put it that way. Um, but you know, I do ask sometimes ask the question of like, what am I trading to be doing multiple things? Right. Sure. Like if I was just doing one thing and that was the one thing that I was doing and that was it, <clears throat> my life would be simpler, right? And so I'm I have yeah. some added added stress, added complexity, but also. I think added added joy and fulfillment. Um, and I think, you know, as these things are, I feel like they're moving together more and more, this momentum that's building kind of across these yeah. different endeavors. And so, yeah, but but I think one of the important questions I want to kind of circle back to is that idea of like, can you fit inside a, can you fit inside a job description, right? Like, right. Um, and that's so, with my work at the meeting movement, a lot of people come to me with these questions of like, you know, what is my capital C calling? Why was I created? What? And then thinking like, okay, and then tell me what job I need to get to like, to do right. that. And one of my premises is that like meaning fulfillment, doing something with your time, with your life that, that, um, you know, somehow mystically, magically also feeds you, feeds your soul in some way. Like that's too big to fit inside of a job or yeah. a job description or any one, you know, even endeavor, but one endeavor, one job description, one role can, uh, can be, can be an access point to doing that work. Yes. It can be a channel through which you get to do some of that work at its best, but it can't contain all of it. And I think that that's a really important distinction for, for us. To yeah. Make. I, I think that's also a, a, an aspect of, of, getting through perfectionism, right? There's yeah. nothing's going to be perfect here. No. Nothing's going to be exactly right. But it's, <laughs> it is disappointing because you go, I, I, I see that. And this is me personally, right? But I look at things and I go, there's no reason why it can't be perfect, mm. right? For me, yeah. right? I go, there's, there's, I see that it could be. And once yeah. it's then, then sure, it's aspirational, this, but it doesn't mean, and it doesn't mean we have to hit it. That's the yeah. other 
side of it. And that's the hard thing to remember, right? We yes. don't have to hit perfection. Yes. But you go, I, I can get closer. I can, yes. I can optimize. Yes. But then we also must remind ourselves, Andrew and others, must remind <laughs> ourselves that, the, that, that there's uh, de- decreasing returns, diminishing yeah. returns to, yes. to, to, to chasing it. So, correct. And there's so often, uh, again, I work in the film business. People have heard me say this before. The, every writer that you meet out there who's, who's a new writer, uh, and I say every, I'm not trying to generalize that much, but a lot of writers that you meet, young writers, all that, have been working on something for a long time. Yes. They've, been, they've been writing their screenplay. They've been, been, been putting together their TV pilot. And at some point, you've got to ship it. You got to yep. put it together. You got a deadline. You got to go, and that's one of the benefits for television in that you can keep working on that script. But at some point, they've got to be shooting that script that you're writing today, and you got to turn your attention to the next one, and it's got to yes. go out the door. And you can get better with practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. Sure, but that one's got to go out and start to gotta live ship. with the world. And yeah, got to ship it. Got to ship yes. it. And yes. oh, man, that's and that's hard to do. I mean, I, I, this is all easier said than done. And like you said, it's a lot tidier. Yeah. As it sounds, then it probably is in person, but still really cool and yes. and and something to 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 uh, push forward with. So yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about the problem that I think stares us all in the face all the time. And that's burnout, mm. um, because doing a lot of different things. Oh yeah, oh geez. as Here you we go. do, it's it's possible. Mm. To experience just a uh, just a tad bit of yeah. burnout. Yeah. Um, what what I mean? You've worked with a lot of people. What seems to be driving it? How do we yeah. deal with it? What yes. are some strategies yes. for getting yes. past it? So good. So so good and so relevant. And I know this is something that I talk about often, but also you sometimes just have to take a dose of your own medicine. And I've been back there <laughs> like this this literally this past week. So it's like some some building in public here. Um, Dan, Dan's confessional hour, uh, burnout, <laughs> burnout is real. So let's first talk, talk about what I, I want to talk about how we talk about burnout or what we're talking about when we're talking about burnout. I think it's really important that when we talk about burnout, that we don't talk about burnout as if it has a capital B, as if it's like this one, um, very specific thing that happens all at once. And then it's happening and everybody knows it's happening and then it's over. I think of burnout as a, um, a slow a slow leak um, in your self-care or the balance between the output that you're doing and the input and restorative work that you're that you're doing. And so I would argue that most people are I, I, well, do I want to use generalizations? I don't know. I'll say all people at all times are experiencing some level of burnout if you are applying yourself to something. Yeah. But it's a matter of how much um, how what's the what is the balance between the the draw and you know what's what's emptying the tank and what's filling the tank and i think starting there can really help us you know once for one thing like take it off of this like this is a crazy thing that like you know you all the wheels fall off to like oh maybe i need to slow down and what are some of the <laughs> health checks that can be that we can use along the way to kind of measure how, how the amount of burnout the amount of drawdown that that we're experiencing in yeah. in those reserve those personal and emotional reserves, if if that makes sense, does that does that sound like a good kind yes. of starting point for yes. us? Yes, yes, yes. That's and that's I think we can all agree on the fact that everybody's going to experience. And that I think, by the way, unifying principle here, everybody's going to experience some level of it. Yes. And the question is then how to manage that, not yeah. how to eliminate it. Yes. Because right? you're never going to so get good. rid of it. 
Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, for me personally, just to kind of center this in my story, I really started thinking about burnout about a, just over a year ago. Um, I was you know, building all the things that I'm building that we've already already talked about and um, just pushing really hard to try to get get to you know revenue to get these businesses going to where we'll be able to you know to to take more owner draws from them and like get past that 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 cold start you know um Mm -hmm. climb and then my my grandmother passed away my accountant um was battling cancer and he passed away one of my business partners decided to uh, move on to another project um you know on on good terms but it was also a loss um and like our biggest marketing effort with not with with video snap one of the other softwares that, that i've been working on um kind of just hit a wall and just all fell apart and all of a sudden like the way i thought about my life and the way i look down the road and like i feel like i can anticipate or expect to know where this road is going to lead all mm-hmm. of a sudden i look down the road and it looks like the future looks nothing like i thought it would look at this yeah. moment in my life and so then i realized yeah. i've been like churning so hard pu- pushing so hard like sacrificing my 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 everyday life to a life that's you know i didn't love 100 percent in order to gain a future that now is not necessarily even going to be right to be realized and this kind of wake-up call of like okay what am, what am i doing with my life and is this is this the right way to go about this and that's something i'm very passionate about because I don't want to be in that spot again. And I want to help other people like you, like, like everyone listening, like course correct early and often so that we don't end up um, sacrificing our, our, our lives to a future, you know, future that we, that we may never, uh, may never get to. So, yeah, I think, and burnout, burnout is such an amorphous concept, right? So when we, we, we have to be, it's it's hard to kind of know exactly when it's happening or exactly what's driving it. Yes. But it sure seems like getting disconnected from your values, your principles, yep. what matters yep. to you, all those things, right? You look yep. down the road at, at a past, at a, at a past, good Lord, at a future, there we go, yes. at a future that, that that's, that's not how you thought it was going to look. And yep. that's, I think, a for, for, uh, for celebrities in particular, mm-hmm. they have this idea that they're going to do their thing and they're going to be great. And for whatever reasons, people chase celebrity that it's, that it's going to be some way that's going to maybe yeah. feed the emptiness inside. But yes. the, the, the and, and I'm not <laughs> trying to cast aspersions at celebrities here, but, but perhaps yes. so, and then you realize, no, no, that's still there. I just have more money or more mm. fame or, or notoriety 100%. or 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 whatever. And yeah. and that 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 thing that we're chasing, that that money, that whatever, that's not gonna that's not really gonna do it. Yes. And so focusing on the things that 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 do matter to you will yep. will kind of help provide that that little dose of energy. Absolutely. Uh, constantly yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and i think you know so just to to get practical about this i think that a, a couple important ways to think about it is is defining your success in with multiple bottom lines so think through you know defining success not just in terms of you know fi- your finances um mm-hmm. but you know your your health your your well-being your relationships um any other like you know cat- major categories community um you know your your um sense of 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 like contribution your spirituality or faith if that's a category sure. like whatever categories are the major categories in your in your life and giving yourself a score on how am i doing right now 
in each yeah. of these categories. So then you can be like, have some data, even though it's just a number, even though it's just a felt sense, even though it's hard to measure these things, put a number on it because then you can start playing with it and be like, okay, I see my, you know, I haven't hung out with any of my friends in like two months. And yeah. wait, do I even have friends, you know, like, or are they just like <laughs> people that I used to hang out with, but we don't, you know, and like, right. may, maybe you could do something about that. And, and yeah. maybe that would um, increase your level of satisfaction, your level of joy in, in, in your day to day. Yes. Well, that's, I, oh boy, a big concept of trying to increase satisfaction in your day to day, because so often we shoot for big goals. Yes. Without taking those little doses yes. regularly that yes. might actually, yeah. Yes. Might, might well, here, I going. think this is that's a, a, such a good point. I think one of the other really related to that, uh, a really helpful diagnostic question around burnout for me is the question of if you had to live your last 90 days on repeat, how happy mm-hmm. would you be? Oh, <laughs> miserable. <laughs> so like that tells me that tells me something right that tells me like right. okay and, and yes yeah. yes you know things things happen in life things happen that are outside of your control it's not like you know you can perfectly perf- you know arc- uh, architect your, sure. your life but like broadly speaking like your response there tells me okay andrew you might want to you might want to <laughs> think about this buddy <laughs> yeah maybe just a little bit i mean hey whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fine <laughs> all god's children uh th- <laughs> But no, that's, I, yeah. I think having those questions, I mean, all joking aside, having those questions yeah. that we ask ourselves periodically, even to schedule it. I, I, I took a, a YouTube master YouTube course or something that, that I've taken a couple of those trying to figure out what the secret is to the algorithm and, and how mm-hmm. to get things out there. And I, I can Oof. summarize for every listener out there, all those courses are total bull. I mean, they're, they're, they're useless. The advice is way outdated. The mm-hmm. moment they hit go on that, the advice for how to hack the algorithm is, is outdated. It's but gone. there's one really good course that, that, I, that I liked by Matt Diavella, who's a, kind of a personal growth YouTuber, who's also done a, he's a documentary filmmaker about minimalism. Yeah. If you haven't discovered Matt, uh, check him out. But his, his master YouTube course is excellent because it actually just takes you through kind of the process for generating ideas. It doesn't try to tell you how to hack the algorithm yes. or how to make something that that that's just going to be flashy content yes. to, to get eyeballs. So when talking about the actual process that you follow, mm-hmm. one of mm-hmm. the things that he goes is you need to have a regular check-in for yeah. how you're doing on your content, how you're okay. doing with, with, with how you feel about what you're making, all mm-hmm. those things, and just putting that on the calendar mm-hmm. and having those kind of check-ins can be hugely valuable. To yes. ask those kinds of questions. Yes. If I had to, you know, if that popped up on your calendar in, in, in six months, all of a sudden, how would you feel if you had to relive your last 90 days on repeat? You'd yes. go, oh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally, totally. And then to yeah. just flip that around, like take the answer to your question and then think about, do your check-in and then like look at your next 90 days. And what would at the end of those 90 days make mm-hmm. you be like, heck yes, let's do it again. You know, like. Yes, that's a that's an inspiring question and an inspiring like frame for it for me um, because if you're if you're living a life like that then like it doesn't matter like chase your goals chase out that perfect goal like we were talking yep. about and if you get there and if the big things happen that's amazing and fantastic but also you've been having so much fun along the way and doing giving your life spending your life the limited time that you have spending it in a way uh, that you're 
you know that 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 you love that you can get yeah. to the end of your life yes. and be like yeah maybe it ended early maybe um, you yes. know accidents happen um but you, you you wouldn't you wouldn't have wasted it yes and the there's a a I have to say it because I, I've said it a lot, but I always have to say it. The The fact is, at the end of their lives, people on their deathbed, whatever, almost never regret the things that they did. Yeah. They regret the things that they didn't do. Yes. And For and sure. when you look at, at when when you have a chance to to do something, as long as it's not something crazy like drugs and, and all those <laughs> kinds of things. Nothing destructive. <laughs> Think about saying yes. Yeah. Don't, don't you know, fight that resistance that makes you go, I don't know how it's going to turn out, or I, I don't know if there's going to be a better option, or mm. I don't know all these things, and, and, and push through that fear a little bit, and, yeah. and at least consider. I'm not saying say yes to, to, yes to every opportunity that comes up. We're not making the Jim Carrey movie Yes Man here, but <laughs> think about it. Consider yeah. it, because yes. there, there, there might be something cool that that goes yes. with it now speaking okay. about saying yes say yes okay. to starting a business let's talk about entrepreneurship for, okay. for a bit because yeah. you've had some some experience uh, what 4.5 million dollars in revenue across three companies what is your advice for green entrepreneurs yeah just starting out what are some tips for building something sustainable yes long term that won't mm. suck your soul Yes, I'm so glad you framed it that way because I was like, I, 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 we can talk about you know the success, but the 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 bigger thing is finding finding your pace to build yeah. in a way that makes sense for you, so that you can keep at it for the for the long haul. The biggest mm -hmm. mistakes that I've seen entrepreneurs make are not the ones that get the media attention that are like, uh, you know major you know shady deals uh things you know blowing up or whatever the ones that i the most expensive mistakes that i see my friends and colleagues make are are the the pace the pacing sustainability mm -hmm. questions where they they quit too early i think they're i call them million dollar mistakes they quit too early they lose their health they lose their relationships they um they, they burn out in some way some major capital b burnout way yeah. the wheels do fall off in those cases um and so my my recommendation with with um people who are starting out is is when you start if this is the path for you to start with uh, a with a goal in, in mind that you want to chase and a lot of attention to how you're going about chasing it and attention to what it looks like to bring patience into the mix knowing that it's going to be a marathon and and not a sprint and i think that's the right. most important um most important thing you can do the other piece of advice that um, we've already talked, you touched on. It's like you just don't know what what lies on the other side of the next the next door, that the next choice, the next opportunity that's ahead of you. And by saying yes to the things that you say yes to, your path splits, and there's new new paths that you can't even you can't even imagine. Yes. And so we often get stuck trying to over engineer success before we've even started, and then chase after. Okay, we've got this great plan of all this thing we're going to do, and we try to do it all at once. Uh, without you know, without the patience, without the pacing, and then without um, the openness that we need to see, you know, where where is this path taking me? What uh, are the new opportunities that are arising? And how do I how should I course correct even the goal that I'm chasing based on the new data that has come up in the last you know, however long we've been uh, yeah. pursuing this? Yeah. Well, and that oh, course correcting and taking in new data yes. is something I think that we at least me is are not excellent at yes <laughs> at times because you you it's 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 very easy 
to commit to a path and mm-hmm. go, that's the direction I'm going, right? Got to yes. commit. Got to go. Yes. Got to yes. gotta head down the road. But you, you start to narrow the focus mm-hmm. so much that you can have the perfect thing just floating out here and you won't see it. Yes. And, 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 and regularly, again, we talked about regular check-ins with yourself, mm-hmm. but, but regularly checking in to, to, to take one step back and, and look at it from, from a little bit of a higher level thing and see, am I continuing to take it or am I just committed to this? Cause that's what I said I was going to do. Yes. Oh man, you're speaking my language. I'm, I, and I'm, I'm so guilty of that because I, because I'm determined because I'm, you know, I have a lot of grit. Because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm uh, persistent. I'm really good at like saying I'm going to do this, and I'm just going to keep doing it until like, you know, un- until it's like so, uh, uh, like totally apparent that it's not working, right? Like right. way too long. And we've been taught by them yes. that we should that that we shouldn't take no for an answer. That we uh-huh. should keep pushing, you know, keep banging, knocking on doors, go down yeah. the road, just keep going, going, mm. going. You're going to mm. get it. You know, take your 50 no's because the 51st is going to be a exactly. yes and all that stuff. Oh, geez. And then we sometimes avoid the the soul searching. And I don't I don't mean think about this all the time because that, that you won't get anywhere. But the soul searching to say, am I actually on the right path? Yes. Or do I need to, to, mm-hmm. to, to angle myself just slightly over to the right or left and 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 make a little bit of a change. Yes. All right. So well, can I just say one more thing about that? Please, please. So I just read uh, Annie Duke's book, uh, Quit. I think it's called. Annie Duke's is a former uh, poker player turned you know, business um, author, um, and it's all around this idea of when do you say that uh, enough is enough? Uh, um, right. And and she just talks about like example after example and some of it is coming from her her experience as a poker player the best poker players know when not to play the hand and they say no right rather than going pushing further in but because of sunk cost bias and because of like the cultural narrative that like just by pushing through just by staying the course you're going to break through i think western culture in particular glamorizes the, the persistence this idea that like you only find success by staying the course when in reality there, you only find success by quitting all the other things that aren't working and by knowing when you're going to quit one endeavor to find another endeavor that might actually be your real path towards success. And so she's a big fan of having uh, quit metrics, uh, kill switch. And, you know, what is it? How long is it? How is it? Whether it's in time, whether it's in, you know, amount of money spent or whatever it is to have a kill criteria that when you hit that kill criteria you pull you you pull the plug on whatever that endeavor is and that you have somebody who holds you accountable somebody else who holds you accountable to that those criteria because i know in myself my own life i am so guilty of sunk cost bias the more effort the more resources i put into something the more tightly i hold to it and say this is gonna work because i'm gonna do all this work to make it work yep and we might need someone to say hey you've been at it this long You've put this much into it. It's not going where you you want it to go, and it's time to you know, you know make your peace, you know, shed your tears, you know, break the stuff you need to break to get out all the 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 hard feelings about it, and then yeah. free yourself to move on and find another uh, another endeavor. Well, that's I think why it matters to have a partner of mm. some kind, yes, whether in in business or life or or any yes. of those things. And 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 partnerships have been a a recurring theme in in, in what you've done. Talk to me a little 100%. bit about how you see the power of partnerships. Oh yeah, everything, every good thing that has happened in my life has come through 
partnership. So even just right, the high level uh, version of the, my story that, that I gave, you know, getting into software and um, all came through through helping helping the, uh, a company with SEO, learning from them. And then they asked me to come on board and, and run their, you know, their, the software company that they had acquired, which like opened up all these opportunities. I learned about right. product. I learned about launching things. I learned how to work with developers. I learned about sales. Um, and then out of that, I'd started another partnership with a, a business partner. We've been launching software. Um, Trescout is the first. Video Snap is is the second that's still the, those are the, the ones that actually like live past the first few months um and then we did video snap in partnership with 923 and so i look back at my life and i see the businesses that i've started the endeavors that have gotten off the ground actually gotten traction made made some revenue they all have been done in partnership with with yeah. other people and i think yeah. where that comes from in my life when i think about and this is something that you know sometimes people ask is like so so dan you like partnerships but like what do we do with that? And I think it comes back to me, like uh, my bias in life is to to give first as much as I can and to help the people in my life as much as I can. And sometimes those turn into formal partnerships. Other times they turn into informal partnerships where I'm just helping the people that I know in any way that I can grow the things that they're growing, find the, find the, the, the path that they, that, you know, that's ahead of them and, and to, to navigate it in a, in a good way. And so, um, I'm just a big fan of, you know, give first, give value, yeah. help as much as you can. And eventually that turns into maybe more formal partnerships. Eventually that turns into ways that you can, um, you know, you'll benefit from it down the road. Yeah. I think the, the big thing, most of all, that, that a partner can provide of some kind, ge- gen- uh, defining partnerships much more broadly, but yeah. the big thing they can, they can provide is perspective yes. when we're down in the, in, in the muck, playing mm-hmm. around, like you said, having that person to say, "Are you getting where you want to yes. go? Do you need to? Do you need to to, to reevaluate here?" Yep. It seems to me like you're just pursuing this because you said you were going to, and yes. it's not generating the results you wanted, etc. Yep. That perspective from somebody that you respect mm. and 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 value and and hold on somewhat equal footing with yourself as far as the the high regard that that that's in, invaluable to 100%. to have somebody somebody there with you and we're not all always playing our a game no. I, I i i wish i was yeah. but but not always and on those days those times those those moments to have somebody to talk to even if it's a, a, an informal partner, somebody who's who's just kind of invested in your success because they want you to do well, just as I want everybody yes. to do well. Yes, yeah, I'm that matters. Such, yes, I'm I'm such a big fan of having your board of directors. Um, you know, for and for most of us who are self funded entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, um, that we are, you know, we don't have a formal capital B board of directors, but we have. We have people that we know that are that are in business, and if we don't, then I want to you know advocate for people who are in the in the situation. Find the people who are doing similar work, who are in yep. business, asking similar questions. Maybe they're in a different industry than you, but they understand. They get what your the problems are that you're you're up against. Who yes. also see you and believe in you. That's one of the things that I'm really passionate about with the work I'm doing with the meaning movement. So in the last year, we've really pivoted the meaning movement to really focus on helping entrepreneurs around these sustainability, you know, sustainable pace, find a sustainable pace, and have an accelerator that helps us build these uh, better, better success metrics and do these check-ins and all these things that we've been talking about here. But one of the 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 best aspects of what I'm doing there is that as people go through the program, 
they're getting to know other people who are like-minded and building this community of peers that are all on, you know, they're all, all on their own path, pursuing what they feel like is, is important work in the world. But just because they're they're making those similar choices, even though it's a different path, it's running parallel to to you. And so then, when you have something that, like uh, when you need that feedback, when you need that check in, when you need someone to like just give me an outside perspective on where I am, yes. you have those people that you can call up yeah. and say, "Can we just? Can I just you know buy you coffee? Can I just you know get on a Zoom call for twenty minutes with you?" Well, and people who get it. That's the that that it's yes, we we don't it. all have friends who are who are who are also entrepreneurs who are doing the yes. same thing who are on the same journey. Yes. So talking to people where I don't have to I don't I'm not having to do that thing that we do with some of our friends where we go I know I'm grateful for what's happening and I I and and kind of try and and yeah. couch it in a way that they won't go look at how great your life is and how wonderful yes. things are and you just need to to do this and it's not that yeah. bad and you could have cancer and you could have this and you go you you don't understand like i'm yes. trying to build this business right and uh-huh. so the frustration of trying to explain that to your friends mm-hmm. never gonna work but yeah. you go i'm trying to build this business and i'm i've hit a wall and and all this can i just run some things by you for 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 what i've been trying and see you know get your see perspective you see. yes right what what, Say, here's, what am I here's missing? my mess what do you see in it right 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 <laughs> and how can i you know yeah. Any ideas? Got it? Because yes. I'm lost, right? So yeah. yes, 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 yes. And I've been, I've been there. People. I mean, again, literally, I like at the start of this conversation, like burnout. Yeah, like I've been. I've realized I've been literally this past week been having these conversations with some trusted friends, saying, "I'm doing too much. I'm being pulled in multiple directions. That's the nature of my choice, like how I choose to yes. live my life. But also, something has to go, and I having right. I'm having a hard time seeing it clearly. And yeah. just the amount, like the when you're they're not they're not as emotional they're they are emotionally invested in me but they're not emotionally invested in the things that i'm doing and it's just so helpful like sure. how how clear they're able to see the situation or just much it feels so much more clear than than me it's all muddled with all the yep. feelings that i have about it i have too many feelings i mean that's yes that's yeah. part part of my life but like to well, have someone who without the feelings be like yeah you just need to probably like slow down there and put more effort over there i'm like right thank you all right. A couple of questions I ask everybody to close this out. Yes. What do you think is the biggest fallacy that everybody buys into, but that turns out to be total BS? What's way overrated? Oh, man. Oh, man. I have so many, so many um, things that come to mind. I mean, but for, first, just relevant to where we are right now, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to choose two. First sure. is, um, is that entrepreneurship is a, um, the, 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 to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to either outwork, out hustle the other person, sacrifice yep. your whole life to make it work, and or you have to be a Silicon Valley backed entrepreneur. And I think 99% of successful entrepreneurs exist outside of those two pathways, and that there's a lot more latitude to be a successful entrepreneur by, by, uh, charting your own course and finding your own okay. pace. Um, and then secondly is just a question of um, you, you don't, you don't have to know what you want to do with your life. I, I, I think that uh, so often we get so, so uh, caught up in the questions. Uh, and this is so funny coming from me with the meaning movement. Like this is like, this, this is the question <laughs> that for many years people came to me about right. before I really started focusing on entrepreneurs. Um, 
you don't have to have the perfect answer. You just need to have a good answer. And if you follow the good answer, then the the path will will reveal itself yeah. to you. But you have to take yeah. action and and not just um, try to analyze yourself to death to figure it all out. Um, and so, those are the two the two uh, answers. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, so the converse of that is: what do you think the most underrated concept is? What are people overlooking? What do we need way more of? I think people overlook the value of helping. I think you just leave it. I could just leave it at that. But like, just being a helpful, supportive, kind presence to the people in your life, to the colleagues that you have, the business, the businesses that you do business with. Um, I think that business at its best should be characterized by love, um, yeah. to put it romantically, um, but um, not in romantic love, but by by love and kindness and generosity. If people want to build some software, find me. Um, yeah. And so by having a posture of helping, um, I think that's the most underutilized. Well, And wouldn't you rather that be your legacy than... He yes. was a total dick to everybody. Yes, and right. <laughs> he got it done, but nobody yeah. liked him. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it would be much better 100%. to come at it the the opposite way. He but was, like again, to go back to the entrepreneur myth, right? Like the entrepreneurs that we elevate kind of often are those types of characters. They can be. They yeah. can be. Let's yeah. put a stop to that. Yes, let's make sh- let's let's get and maybe it's more people aren't telling their story and yeah. and the ones who get to be the most prominent people are the ones who are who are, who are most screwed up and 100%. and miss the point but yeah. i we can change that narrative we yes. we we have the power to do it and I, again ask yourself what you value and what really is important to you and and how yeah. you want to do it and whether you might even you know talking about themes earlier want to sacrifice a little bit of that amazing success to have it be better success of, yes. of a higher quality for you Ooh, well and, and more meaningful. Yes. All right. So folks, Dan, thank you so much for joining me. If you want to know more about Dan, you can follow him on LinkedIn, check out the meaning movement.com, listen to the meaning movement podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and visit videosnap.io. If you're a creator interested in simplifying your social workflow, Dan, thanks again. And folks, I will see you next week until next time. We don't have a problem. We've got an opportunity. <laughs>